I'm Steven. And I'm Spencer. Welcome to Ragnarok Cast, your podcast for all things marketing and MarTech. Hello, everyone. We're the co-CEOs of Ragnarok. Hi there. Oh, hello there. So we have two guests with us today, uh, Shelly and Hannah. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure thing. Uh, I am Shelly Alvarez, uh, Vice President of Marketing Services here at Ragnarok. And I have been in the email and MarTech space for a very long time, probably longer than I want to admit, uh, about 25 years. Damn. Okay, you didn't have to say damn. (laughs) (laughs) I am Hannah Garcia, Associate Director of Marketing Services, a.k.a herder of cats. I've been at Ragnarok now about a year and a half. Uh, Before that, I worked in product marketing, customer marketing, and I was also a software trainer for an ESP. Excellent. Well, welcome, Shelly and Hannah. Not like you don't have to see our faces every day, but it's good to see your faces on the podcast for the first time, hopefully not the last time. Also, I'd like to introduce a a new element to the podcast. If, If there's some sort of technical goof or electronic issue, internet cutout, something falls, you have to use what Stephen and I call the unspellable noise, which is, uh, uh. Um, <laughs> and it's just sort of uh, like something silly happened, you have to acknowledge it. Because if you try to power through it, it's going to make you look more silly. <laughs> so the idea is to recognize that. Uh, all right. So today we are here to talk about project management and managing your workload during the holiday season, I think. I think that's what we're talking about. Is there a better way to phrase that, Shelly? I want to make sure I'm fitting what you guys actually prepped for. I want to lay you up. Sure, absolutely. I think what Hannah and I want to kind of talk mostly about today is after you've gotten through your, your strategy piece for the holidays, just remember how important the project management piece is to make sure that you, you know, execute as close to perfection as you can. Damn. Well, I don't even have anything to follow up on that. Yeah, that's that's perfect. So with that in mind, let's get right into question number one. Duration, five minutes. Duration, five dash minutes, <laughs> colon. <laughs> to get them out of the way, what are some marketing project management horror stories you've heard of slash dealt with in the past? Well, I, I do have one. I don't know if it'll be a five minute story. It may be a a three minute story, but uh, several years back, oh, several years back, I had a client who unfortunately didn't do proper load testing on their website. So to set the stage, there was a, a very large event coming up, uh, the type of event that doesn't roll around every you know month, um, a, a very big event, we'll just say. And um, the amount of traffic that they drove to the website, actually, the website couldn't handle it. And that, that's, some of that is a good problem to have, right? The promotion, uh, the promotion went very, very well. Well, the website crashed, and then you can imagine the finger pointing, you know, and the blaming started. The, the marketing Ooh, team, the brand, <laughs> exactly. The marketing and the brand team blamed the website team, the the website team blamed, uh, blamed the, the marketing team. Um, and what we found out is that they actually did do, uh, they did do load testing. What they failed to communicate on though 
was the landing page for the promotion was hosted by a third party. So while they did load testing on the website, they tested everything end to end. Somehow there was miscommunication that that landing page was not load tested. So while their own website held up, the landing page for this particular promotion uh, did not. And uh, it crashed on their biggest day. What were you able to take away from that? Because I feel like, you know, generally when those Mm -hmm. things kind of happen, you go, okay, next time, you know, X, Y, Z. Right, right. Um, You know, after we brought the teams together and they were talking about the load testing that they did, one of the things that stood out is that everybody that had participated in the testing, they were very knee deep in the project. And what I meant by that is they might say, okay, on day one, we're going to send this email. Um, But okay, remember guys, this email isn't ready yet. So we just have to pretend to send the email. On day two, we're going to do this. So there was a lot of these, we can't quite test Mm -hmm. this, but I know what's going to happen. And one of the things that we brainstormed on is bring someone in to test that doesn't know anything what's going to happen. It could be someone from your team. Heck, it could be a son, a daughter, a spouse, but bring someone in that really doesn't know the experience. Let them look at it, you know, with fresh eyes so they could see everything and then have someone else document, you know, what's going on. I think if maybe someone not quite so close to the project would have been there testing and then seeing, oh, look, I'm going to a different landing page. You know, perhaps that could have saved you know, some of this heartache. I think just them being so close into it and knowing what was going to happen next, they had that kind of distorted view, right? Of, oh yes, we've tested from end to end. So I think maybe bringing someone else that doesn't know anything about what's going to happen perhaps could bring a, a different set of eyes to it. I like that. You know, it's it's another thing too uh, that I always think about, especially with these big launches is, do you really need to send it all out at exactly yeah. 10 a.m. or 9 a.m.? You know, like always do yeah. a 10% or 15% batch because if the, say for example, this, this landing page went down, well, it only affected a small amount of audience instead of everybody else. Um, so we do that, yeah. especially with a lot of our clients when they have big launches is we always do like a like a short seed send kind of early on and just double yeah. check everything one last time, it's, it, especially if you're in a... Um, I like to call a legal compliance headache. <laughs> You're in fintech or healthcare, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just get the, uh, get a couple of the messages out. Just make sure that like you're above board and you haven't really forgotten yeah. anything. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The pray and spray uh, method is not something you really want to do uh, in email marketing or, you know, in marketing in general. So with that in mind, uh, you know, uh, I'll direct this one towards Hannah. Uh, Hannah, what are some of the top tips for collaboration uh, across teams for the holiday season? Yeah, so uh, this kind of plays off of what Shelly just talked about. I am definitely the kind of person that likes to play out for better or worse, like every horrible scenario that could happen um, ahead of time. So my suggestion is kind of the opposite of having like too many cooks in the kitchen. My thought is really to avoid that cross uh, functional finger pointing that Shelly had talked about is to get really everybody in the room. And outline the whole project. 
really the whole, the entire mm-hmm. program, the specifics of what you're going to do, who's going to be QCing and make sure that all the specs are uh, lined out and then let them poke holes in it. Let them um, find any areas where they think that you might not have considered something. So in this case, having multiple sets of eyes on the project can really help uh, to minimize those potential hiccups. And then you'll have this comprehensive list of all these potential horror outcomes, and then you can prioritize them and really make a plan for how you're going to prevent each one of them. So like a nice glass half full, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or half empty. It can go either way there. Something that in your personal <laughs> life might not be seen well, but it's great for work. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to wonder, like, what happens if your project manager gets hit by a bus? Well, then who's going to put this project plan together to make sure that we found all the horror <laughs> stories in the holes? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe then there's not too many cooks in the kitchen. Maybe you need a, a, a sous chef and a line cook. Ooh. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, the one that makes desserts. Pastry and chef. It, pastry chef. There you go. Oh, the best chef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's been watching the bear recently. So, so I was I was making sort of a joking uh metaphor there, but I mean the point is I guess having contingencies also means having good documentation so that if someone has to step in for mm-hmm. coverage, you're covered. So it's okay, you know, if the executive chef has to take a sick day because the sous chef can step in and execute on the plan. And then one other question off of that is like when you're coming up through your like paranoid contingencies in your brain and as you're writing them down, how do you determine the steps or like what is the optimal set of steps and who's going to own what? How is that kind of documented and planned out? Well, you're asking the question to two of your most paranoid uh, employees (laughs) here, Hannah and Shelly. (laughs) Talk about prepping for a disaster. We're your people. We're your people to to prep for disaster. Um, You know, I think it just boils down to the things that that Hannah said. You know, really, the way to plan for the worst is is really, truly take a step back and list all of the things that could go wrong. And then, Spencer, if I'm understanding your, your question correctly, of those things that could go wrong, have a person that makes and is responsible for that plan to avoid that, you know, piece of their, you know, going back to the kitchen analogy, you know, avoid that piece of a a kitchen disaster. So everybody just, you know, really working towards, I mean, you don't want people to be so scared of not, I hate to say scared of success. You want people to be working towards the excitement of the program, the excitement of the launch. You don't want them every day to be thinking, oh, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? But you do want a dose of that, right? You want them excited <laughs> to, to have the launch, whatever it is, um, but also with a dose of what could go wrong and do we have a plan you know, to address anything that could go wrong as much as you can. So like... If I understand this correctly, Shalele, you want to walk on eggshells, but you want those (laughs) eggshells to already be crunched up when you're stepping on them. (laughs) I don't even know how to answer that. (laughs) Just just nod your head and smile. There we go. Eventually, eventually it'll go back into the woods. Yes, yes. Wait, what was that noise I was supposed to use, uh, Spencer? Uh, 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 u
<laughs> can you have you guys recorded it so that uh, Salem can just add that in whenever? Oh, I love that. Necessary. Uh, Get Salem the soundboard of unspellable noises. <laughs> yes. It kind of sounds like a, a dying donkey. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, I think the origin of it was uh, you're a teenager whose voice is cracking and you're trying to get out a full sentence, but yes. your your voice changes in the middle. So you're yeah. like, you know, I'll, I'll pretend to re- actually, no, I'm just going to read the next question like this and you'll see what I mean. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm probably going to re- I'm probably gonna have to read it again, but we're going to give it a shot. What are the top okay. tips for marketing teams in terms of project management when approaching the holiday season. Uh. <laughs> oh, actually, before we get into the next question, uh, hey, Steven, you want to read, read us off a dad joke? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me while I pull up my dad jokes. That don't know off the top of my head. Did you hear that NASA is about to launch a new mission to say sorry to aliens for Earth polluting space? That's right. It's called Apollo G. yes i love it i love it i regret nothing it was a g-rated joke (laughs) hey yo did you make that one up oh absolutely not oh okay (laughs) that's off of uh somewhere dad says jokes at dad says jokes Mm -hmm. all right we can we can give them a little plug here what are the top tips for marketing teams in terms of project management when approaching the holiday season? So Shelly and I will tag team this one. Um, my first one is essentially, you know, going to beat the dead horse. It's plan ahead. So it's the exact same thing that we just talked about earlier with documentation. So making a clear plan of you know, who the driver is, what the deliverable is, what the timeline is, but also kind of like the backup plan or the cross training of how, uh, how is there going to be more than one person that really knows what's happening in this area and who can continue to be accountable in the event that something goes awry. Sounds like an RACI chart, huh? (laughs) Is that because you can't say, are you spelling it because you can't pronounce it, Stephen? No, 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 no. But some people say RACI and then they think, oh, is it R-A-S-C-I or is it R-A-C-I? Because technically they're both the same thing, but some people like that supportive person in there, you know? I could swing either way. Yes, that would be a perfect example. (laughs) Um, Okay, I guess I'll take the the second one, uh, Hannah. Um, The second one is don't allow testing on new things. Uh, For example, don't let Black Friday be the first time you test a new feature in your ESP or the first time you test video in your emails or the first, you know, time you you test out your, heck, your new website. If we go back, you know, to the the analogy or the story that I, that I first tell, this doesn't mean that you can't do AB split testing, right? This but this just isn't the first time to cut your teeth on anything brand new. You know, really at an important launch, that's the time to use those those tried and true methods that uh, that you've, you know, been practicing it on, on all year. I hope your takeaway is not, Shelly said, don't test. That's not what Shelly said. <laughs> Shelly just said, don't test on a really big event. 
Shalele yeah. did not say don't test. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, don't experiment with new untested experiments. Yes. Yes. It happens every year around the holidays. We'll we'll have someone that's a marketer that kind of wants to uh wants to really shine during during the holidays and and you know be able to say, "Wow, look at this great thing that I came up with." But it probably will cause more chaos than it will, or it could cause more chaos than it could lead to success if it doesn't go right. Stick to what you know works. Yeah, yeah. For this period. For the, yep. Chaos. And you have all year, you have all year to practice, right? You have all year to, to practice and, and try new things. That's what we're doing. We're just, you know, every, every email we send is just a practice right up until Thanksgiving day, you know, that's the big day. <laughs> Well, don't a lot of e-commerce brands, I think, like make like half their revenue during the holiday season. So mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, the rest of the year really is practice because the impact <laughs> is is smaller. And now, now don't quote me on that, but I guess you you have to because it's going to be recorded. But all right, fine. <laughs> ah, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so essentially all of these are coming from... You know, you had your experience and you're sitting down documenting what worked, didn't work. Um, and something that often comes up is this idea of don't have a single point of failure. So the fact that, well, why did this go wrong? Well, I reached out to Bobby Joe and Bobby Joe wasn't available, right? It was after hours, you know, I don't know if Bobby Joe's a girl or a guy. So they had something that some kind of engagement in the evening um, and they weren't available. There was no backup. So make sure that you are using a distribution list where you're contacting multiple yeah. people. Make sure that people are cross-trained so that when you go to reach out to get a problem solved, um, you have someone there. Keeping in mind also that there's tons of sick leave, tons of family leave during these like later months in the year. Um, so this is kind of one of those times where you expect the unexpected and then you prepare for it. Damn it, yeah. Bobby. <laughs> like Hannah, a, an example that comes to mind for me are babies. Babies kind of tend to come at their own time, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it never, it's never, never following a schedule. Baby Bobby Joe. <laughs> come on, baby. Ooh, baby Bobby Joe. We got a new name for you. <laughs> That's what Spencer's going to name his son now. It's going to be Bobby Joe. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Joe. Joe. <laughs> That kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Bobby Joe yeah. Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Joe Barrett. <laughs> uh, okay. And then the next one um, is really taking that communication to the next level. So if you are a project manager or a team leader who normally communicates out um, kind of status updates weekly, Maybe this is the, the time that it starts being daily and even potentially overkill that there's a beginning of the day and end of the mm -hmm. day. It's so nice to feel like you know what's happening, that everybody knows what's happening and you get a clear overview of what's expected to happen that day, what didn't end up happening that day, how you can prepare for the next day. So, Because people are going to wake up every day anxious, every day, you know, during a, a big event. Like like Black Friday, the the brand manager, the email manager, the website manager, everyone will wake up, you know, filled with a little anxiety and stress until after the event's over. Yeah, they. Just I mean, even up. customers feel that way. That's true. I think even customers, you know, the the general public feel that way on Black Friday. 
Yeah, probably so. If there's something you you had your eye you on that to you get can't that wait TV. to go purchase. Yeah. <laughs> we we keep we keep a long running list in this household of things we're going to buy on Black Friday, and uh, you just start signing up for email programs now. You know. <laughs> Good call. Mostly furniture. All right, what else we got? Keep them coming. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, after the event, you know, we just talked about the stress of leading up to the event. We keep using Black Friday as an example because it is just a good example. Um, but once the event happens, you know, people tend to breathe a sigh of relief, take vacation, etc. But that's the time you want to document. You want to document everything that worked well. You want to document challenges that you've had. You know, during this conversation, Hannah and I, we haven't really focused on strategy. We've just been focusing on the project management of the event, but I'll throw in strategy here. Like you want to document everything, all of the strategy that worked well, the strategy that didn't work well, the communication that worked well, the communication that didn't work well. But the point is, Document it right then because you will not remember. When that event rolls around the next year, I promise you won't remember. So document it immediately. We got one last thing here for you. Hannah, take us away. Yeah, I saved the best for last. So this is actually something that I love about Ragnarok. Ragnarok does a really good job of this. Keep in mind that it's tremendously important to celebrate wins along the way. This is such a high stress environment where you're planning for something that has a lot of mm -hmm. impact on revenue. Your team is putting in you know, tons of hours on these very visible, highly visible projects. And you want to make sure that they feel that your team members feel celebrated, that, you know, each of the small victories um, are, are mentioned both privately and publicly, you want to give those shout outs and let your team know that they're doing a great job because it is a long process. So making sure that all throughout the process, you keep your team motivated and excited and, you know, eyes on the prize of like that buy and that ownership of why you're doing, why you're all doing this and that there's going to be the, the you know, benefits at the end of this. So love on your people. So in, in honor of Shelly here, I went into Dal E, which is um, related to chat GPT. And uh, mm -hmm. as an image prompt, I wrote in Texan blonde woman sends an email about Black Friday sales. <laughs> and uh, it actually is definitely closer than the last time we did this. Does it have like made up characters? Like made up No, words? there's there's no alien languages this time. Uh -huh. um, here you go. So. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Face. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Black Bracey Friday. Bracey, yeah. Black, Bra Bracey? Bracey. There's just something so weird with her face. Yeah, the yeah. eyes are so <laughs> creepy. Oh, my God. You got the one, like, bulging out there. <laughs> she looks wait. like she's been through a Black Friday. She's just oh, a, yeah. little, a little worn out. Wow, I got a couple of them there. Oh, there we go. Black Bidet Friday? <laughs> Black <What>? Bidet? <laughs> oh, oh, Stephen, add that to your list. <laughs> oh, God. This oh, one man. is maybe the most unhinged. It is what so is unhinged. Rie Roy 
Uh, that's terrifying. Anyway, so this I'll is... leave you all with that image. Oh, man. It's so freaky. So with that in mind, I think we'll wrap up there. Thank you to Steven, my co-host. Thank you to our guests here. Thank you to Kat and Salen who have helped produce this episode. Please subscribe to the podcast on your local podcast thingy of choice and um, Facebook and whatever else we're doing out there. Follow and subscribe. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.